And to tie it back to the losing the two lads, like as tragic as it's been, it's put us put um, me on a journey of trying to understand myself a little bit more because at the end of the day you got to like the person you got to look after is not is you if you look after you you can look after others you're listening to trade mutt's 120 grit podcast the podcast for the working class hosted by dan allen and ed ross the co-founders of trade mutt if you're a fan of trade mutt's 120 grit we'd love to hear what you think send us a message on facebook or instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com all right, welcome back to Trade Mutt's 120 Grit. This episode uh, was an awesome one to record and I got heaps out of it. We interviewed Wes Vasili, who's a business owner from Brisbane, running Trusted Pest Management with Brother Tudor. When Wes isn't busy exterminating pests, he's also the founder of Mental Awareness Foundation, a charity which was born out of tragedy, making an incredibly positive impact on the lives of those affected by suicide. The conversation in this episode centres largely around Wes's own journey navigating grief the healthy coping mechanisms that he implemented to get through that period and the importance of prioritising ourselves and our own mental health in our daily lives before we can actually look after anyone or anything else. We talked about some very interesting things in this episode. Uh, As I said, we took a lot out of it, things like uh, yoga, Wes talks a lot about breathing techniques that he's used before and, um, and yeah, the importance of maintaining a healthy diet and looking after ourselves. What What do you reckon, Ed? Enjoy. But first, here's a message about our legendary sponsors who make this podcast for the working class possible. QuoteSpec is the newest building and construction quoting app created and designed by a working builder. Produce job-winning professional quotes in minutes with QuoteSpec's cloud-based quoting software. Get your free trial at www.quotespec.com and be prepared to get your life back. Get it back. That's I got perfect. the Johnny Cash voice. Yeah, going. yep, yep. Sweet. False prism. Good for you. Mate, oh, I'm, I'm fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ready. <coughs> yeah, I'm ready. We're, we're on. Good. We're on. Oh, we're recording. Yeah, so we're good. We're good. good. All right, great. Don't worry, those Welcome bits will back. get cut Welcome out. Too. Back. All right. Quick pause. All right, I'll start it now. <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Trademutt's 120 Grit Podcast, the podcast for the working class. Uh, lucky enough to have another great guest in the studio with us today. Is he special? Um, he's he's special always guest. special, yes. This one is special, <laughs> more special than most. Uh, he's the, the co-founder of the Mental Health Awareness Foundation, owner of Trusted Pest Management, He's a yoga teacher and he's a bloke who made it on a trip to Burning Man with a Mr. Scott Hutchinson once upon a time. Mr. Wes Vasili, welcome. That's it. We're going to reveal all the secrets of Scott today. <laughs> yes, yes. There's many many yes. things to be brought out here in this uh, this episode of 120 Grit. Now, just a little backstory. We know each other from the building site, we actually. Do. We do. Um, early days. But, uh, yeah, this wasn't a thing um, back in those times. No, no. Yeah, well... Eight years ago is when I started trusted, but I think I knew you before that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, yeah, you mustn't be very good at pest management because somehow you always let this idiot on side. <laughs> what me? I've sprayed him many times, my friend. <laughs> He's very resilient. Yeah, I am resilient. Yeah, like uh, one of those cockroaches in a nuclear blast. Yeah, exactly. Make it through anything. No, no. Thanks for coming in, Wes. My pleasure. Um, we appreciate your time. Obviously. Uh, well, as Dan said, we've known you for a, a while, um, and we saw you at a golf day last year too, yes. didn't we? That's right. Yep. yep. Macca, uh, no, it was Macca. Fatty. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, Fatty. Right. Big Fatty. Legend. Yep. That was a great day. Yeah. <laughs> was a good it was a day. really good day. <laughs> yeah, I think he raised like 12 grand. Yeah. And, and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unreal. Awesome. It was unreal. And uh, yeah, basically, great to have you in here and have this yarn. So let's let's kick it off with you're a local Brizzy boy. Certainly am. Yeah. Yep. 39 yep. years, born and bred. Bris Vegas, it's the best town thought, in Australia. Isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. So you, uh, do you think you were going to get into uh, pest control when you're at uh, when you're in high school? Management. Sorry, pest, pest management. management. No, yeah. Uh, well, I used to work for my dad, which was Tudor's Pest Control, so you could say that. Uh, it's funny when I was at school. I remember the boys I was growing up with were like, "Oh, you're just going to do pest control?" And mate, I was like, "No, I'm not. Fuck that. No way." Anyway, when I. I Got an OP of eight, which you could say is relatively... Mate, oh, You're an eight boy. Fucking welcome. Yep. Yep. Welcome to the show. And um, and I thought... I actually enrolled into psychology. Oh, really? Um, yeah. 
and uh, and then uh, I went through sort of six months and man, they throw the kitchen sink at you when it comes to content and um, I uh, I just I just couldn't handle it actually. I was like, no, I need a break, and I and then I was like, I don't want to do psychology. I want to do something that I really enjoyed, which was in, uh, environmental stuff. Anyway, I thought, let's defer for six months. And Dad said, oh, why don't you come work for me? I went, oh, okay, I've had nothing to do. And, yeah, went and worked for him for one week and he paid me 300 bucks cash. I was 18 years old. And, um, mate, I was the only 18-year-old. This is back in 99 that had any money. <laughs> and um, Pissed that and away I, pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And I just got – I admittedly got hooked onto that because I was earning cash. And, yeah, to answer your question, did I ever think? No. However um, – Am I blessed that I'm into it? Certainly am. Yeah, wow. What what like obviously the the psychology thing, how quickly did you know that you were gonna bail out of that? Um, mate, oh dude, within <laughs> three months, like easy. Just it, it they it, and they actually do it for a reason and it and it is because they want people that are gonna be committed and yep. justified and, and go, No, I'm gonna see this through. So it it's for all for the right reasons. Uh, it was probably just an overload for me. Uh, you know, I think if I was to go back now, knowing what I know about psychology and mental health and whatnot, I'd probably survive more because I'd have that resilience. But, mate, I was 18. All I wanted to do was party and yeah. chase yeah. girls and all that kind of stuff. So it just wasn't the right time for me. Yeah, right. You're a bit of a traveller as well. Were you a traveller back then? Yeah. yeah. I've uh, I've done – did four years overseas. Oh, wow. Lived overseas. Whereabouts? Yeah. I did um, uh, move, did the, the UK thing, so I went to London and then I moved up to Edinburgh and lived there for a year and a bit. And then I moved – and then I did three three months backpacking, three and a half months backpacking all through Europe, which was awesome. And then I went to Canada for two and a half months uh, – two and a half years, sorry. Did two ski skis and Brizzy Boys. There's snow everywhere here in winter, as you know. <laughs> uh, I'd never seen snow, so got hooked on the snowboarding um, train and then uh, and then I backpacked all through Central America, came back to Canada and then came home from there. So that was uh, yeah, je- like literally. Let's just call it four years. Awesome! Holy shit! Yeah, that's yeah. great. And then every year I try and get away. I go to America a lot, um, as we will probably talk about with uh, <laughs> Burning Man. But uh, yeah, I, I just love travel. I think it's good for your soul. And um, actually, our business also trusts us in the Philippines. So, Geez, um, you'd be busy over there. Yeah, there's lots of pests. Yeah, many pests, and it's hot. But you just see how lucky we are here in Australia. And uh, if you haven't travelled, uh, it's uh, it's a good way to sort of realise, um, you know, what we have and how blessed we are. Yeah, right. So you've just gone through with um, on the on the pest management side of yes. things. You've gone through working for your old boy. Yep. And then, how have you come to be? Owning your own operation? Yeah, uh, so good question. Um, in 2000, actually, my cousin-in-law, uh, he started up Trusted Pest Management. And I remember he actually called me. He's like, oh, mate, do you want to join our business? Because I was working for Dad. And I said, oh, no, I'm happy here. Anyway. Um, indirect competition with the old boy. Yeah, yeah, indirect. I actually helped train him, funny enough, when he first started. And then he went off and did his own thing and good on him. Um, but then 12 years later, just timing, uh, unfortunately, he uh, split from my uh, my uh, blood cousin and, and he just had some mental health issues uh, and he just wanted out. And I had done 12 years with dad and it was just the right time. I was ready to sort of grow because with dad, it was just dad and I. And um, my brother, I guess, saw an opportunity and, and my cousin wanted out, cousin-in-law, I should say. So we just said, well, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll take over. And, and I left Dad and, you know, Dad was actually really good about it. He's like, no, I, I understand. And, yeah, we've gone from three three staff to 17. So. Ran the old boy out of business. Well, he actually <laughs> refers us work, would you believe? Because he's, he's just a one-man band. Yeah, so cool. like a, a business that might have, you know, a couple of locations, he can't service. So he's like, oh, use these guys there. Yeah, Pretty right. good. So you've gone into business with your brother. Yeah, so Tudor and I, we're business partners. Yeah, right. Um, so we're yin and yang. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, hundred, he's good cop, bad cop. So yeah, right. type, like, I'm, I'd, I'd say I'd probably take on the good cop element and he's the bad cop element. But it works. You know, we're different energies, but it suits in business. And uh, I'm very grateful for my brother. And he, he actually was the driver of us going down into Sydney. And we're established in Sydney now. And uh, we're also in Melbourne and then uh, through my brother, we've met our CEO who runs our business now. And now we're in the Philippines and, yeah, we're worldwide. Mate, it's unbelievable. How Ch- you- chasing bugs worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> How 
how's the uh, how's the relationship been with your brother since you went into to business with him, mate? It's yeah. Listen, we're we're very blessed. It's, it's, and not to use the, the name, but there's absolute trust there. However, we do clash, and um, and that's that yin and yang energy. But like, if I step back from a, uh, there's micro and macro. From the micro, we definitely have our testing times, and sometimes I'm being like. Fuck! I fucking want to hit you. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, if I look at the macro, he's an awesome, beautiful person that has the like priorities, business, and making sure it runs properly and doing the right thing by both of us. And if I look at that, mate, he's awesome. Yeah. So And and we've just got the same. We've got similar drives and similar goals. Or you know, we want to be successful in terms of the business sense and build something beautiful. Um. And and his energy's been. Honestly, why we've expanded because it was him that made that step, and where I'm sort of I could have just stayed in Brisbane and created a great business, but he was that push, and I'll be forever grateful. So, how do you resolve conflict? Because let's be honest, yep. you have it out with each other. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So, yep. how do you how do you how do you do it? Because like we've just yep. been talking through a whole lot of stuff, even here, and you know. Yep. We want to put steps in place, and you know the trademark pillow. If we need to, oh yeah, if we need the to clutch, you know, office charter. <laughs> it's um, how it's do you how do you do it? Well, you know that saying, "Don't go to bed angry." Yeah, um, it's 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 a bit of that philosophy. So, like, we'll have it out. However, we will always come back to each other and just talk to each other normally because at the end of the day, we are we're family, and there's love, right? And yes, sometimes we genuinely don't agree on a situation. However, it's either we're we're getting a lot better at it. It's trying to find the middle ground. It's like okay, cool. Well, you believe this, and I believe that. Can we please let's try and find something in the middle? Um, however, we never leave angry. We're always like, cool. Because at the end of the day, that's just one thing. There's so many other things going on over here that you need to be ready for or dealing with. So, yeah, it's that philosophy of finding the middle ground, like acknowledging, right, we're not, you know, agree to disagree. Find that middle ground and then just know that, hey, I love you and, yeah, don't go to bed angry. That's awesome. So communication is the key. Yep. <laughs> Communication's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Really, even even with the mental health side of things or relationships or your um, your, your culture at work, I know that you guys are expanding and getting bigger. But one thing we do with our staff is communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. yeah right. Well, that's a big thing that we've always yeah wanted to instill with what we're doing here. Um, obviously, we're starting conversations on a broad level, but internally, I mean, yeah, well, where we were working before this, there was always communication breakdowns and yep. it just led to more trouble, people not knowing what their you know roles and responsibilities yep. were and where expectations lied. So that is just such a huge centrepiece for, for conflict and, uh, yep. and that when there's a, a miscommunication. So it's so important. You, yep. You're dead right. Well, it's also an art. Like, you know, it's not just talking, is it? It's, yep. like it's, it's tone, it's word yep. selection, it's, you know, listening as well. Yep. Massive part of it. And my, my advice, in particularly in business and, and even outside of it, is just make time for the opportunity to speak and communicate. Like, you know, so make your, your meeting time with everyone or make your time that you guys sit together and go, what, what's working, what's not working? So that, you know, rather than have a small thing then blow up into a big thing because you haven't talked about it, it's like, well, let's step on it straight away. Yeah, so. and I think the big thing uh, is having a, a an all-encompassing meeting once a week, once yep. a fortnight with the whole team. Correct. And just allowing, yep. you know, creating a culture where people are from right down to an intern, right up to CEO, happy to bring something out in front of everyone to and open that line of communication, yep. have that trust that their opinion will be listened to. Yep. Um, and they massively. say with culture, if it's, you've got bad culture, it starts from the top down, right? Shit flows downhill. Shit flows downhill. 100%. And it does. And if if you guys can come from a level of transparency in what I do with our stuff, like we've got 17 now, like I'm always open, open for a conversation or open to talk. And and it's just, just be that person that says, I'm here to speak to everyone. I'm, you know, there's no ego driven stuff. Anyone can talk to me from the receptionist to the most senior person that we all speak on the same level. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's awesome. That? It's awesome, that? and especially from yeah, because trade. I, I find I'm not trying to stereotype, but from experience, trade yep. businesses are normally the worst for communication yep. when it's such a reliant on communication because there's so much shit going on in the in, yep. the, in the trade industry. So, mate, it's awesome. Yeah, one thing I'm trying to do with my because we're, we're tradies with our blokes is just try and show a bit more empathy, like understand that you know, like try and see 
what they're how they're seeing things and then how we wanted it to be seen and then try and find that middle ground so just showing empathy go right i can see where this has gone wrong right however this is the result we needed what do you think you could have done better yeah. rather than coming and going you fucked that up you fucking idiot like it just nope. that doesn't serve anyone and we're coming into that area where that that's the past well uh, ne- negativity negativity and bringing people down on their mistakes it just f- well again from my point of view does nothing um yep. it's it's bringing people up on the positives and what they're good for and then giving that constructive criticism is just so crucial for for development of, of yep. everyone around you well i'll give you a cool little stat boys so you're, you have the ability to affect five people around you. So if you walk in this door and your attitude's uh, shoulders are slumped and you just, uh, five people within your proximity of five metres will pick that up and they'll carry that energy. Where being a leader or someone that's in that position that needs to understand what's going on, you need to be that person that brings in that energy of right, either positivity or be that person that's like, okay, hey, what's going on here? Let's let's change it above the line thinking. So, yeah, and, and that's one thing that I've sort of promoted with our guys. Like, I know we all have good days and bad days, but just remember when you walk into our office, what energy are you bringing into that environment? That Are you wanting to bring down all these people or are you wanting to uplift all these people? So it's just taking that time to be mindful and go, hey, how am I walking into this room? <laughs> that's a segment segment perfect oh, that was awesome i yeah, love that no. and it's so true it's the whole yeah. um yeah pick it pick yourself up you know rock your shoulders back and and, and walk in there with yeah. um enthusiasm yeah, yeah. and, and d- trust me not every day is going to be like that but it's just like how, well, am i going to be above the line or below the line when i walk into this situation so that, you know as i said not every day is going to be like that but if you can get eight out of ten that's eight out of days out of ten is pretty good so you'll be going on to a fair few building sites residential building sites yeah around, around brisbane mate all of it i'm i'm blessed mate i've done hutchy stuff we i won't say the building but termites on the eighth floor of you know <laughs> uh, uh, you know it, it blows your mind you know what what we find so i've gone from um where there's 500 people on site to two people on site you know i do i'm very blessed that way uh, but one way I do carry myself uh, into all sites is I'm, I, I, and I pride myself that I'm just consistent with my attitude and who I talk to. So you could be the CEO of Commonwealth Bank and I'll be the same person that talks to you blokes here that I talk to him. And I think people appreciate that, particularly when you go onto a building site. And I never try and stamp my authority, always just sort of taking the surroundings around me and always just be mindful that everyone's trying to do a job and get a job done. And we're just here to work with you and get that job done. You're actually sounding a little bit like Darren Lockyer. Who's oh, okay. He was he, he. One of his big points was respect, and yeah, he, and, and talking oh. about and that's what you're talking about right now. It doesn't matter Fucking who you are. It's about mate. respect. Absolutely. But he, well said. He, yeah, he was he was on about um, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come yep. from, whether it's in his career, post career, whatever. He will always take the time to you know give someone the time of day and respect them. And he and his whole thing was if you take that approach into life, everything will be okay. Mate, totally. And, and I'm blessed with my job. I walk into million-dollar million houses and $100,000 houses and, you know, you get all types of people. But I just come in with that respect of everyone because people appreciate it and people will see it from the start. And, you know, no judgment, just I'm here to do a job or I'm here to solve a problem and uh, work with those people. Awesome. That's oh, bloody that. fantastic. Well, let's get up. Yes. The, the, the story... <laughs> You know, how how yes. the, the Mental, Mental Awareness, Awareness Foundation, Foundation came about. Yep. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, so in 2010, I uh, I was in Las Vegas and um, uh, was celebrating there. And uh, what was what was what was on? Was it just a? It was just, just a New Year's, event? brother. Yeah, oh, it was just yeah. New Year's. Yeah, and nice. um, it's one of those scenarios where I won three thousand dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, US and, and US. Oh, convert yep. that. Let's have five. Uh, no, you won. Buddy. Yeah, no, I won. You, you won. Can, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Won. I'm saying whether it was three thousand Australian. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's great. That's better. Yeah, three thousand pesos, uh, <laughs> which is three dollars. But uh, no, um, yeah, no. I had a, had a great night. I remember moonwalking backwards through the uh, Mirage Hotel, and I was just it was like six a.m. in the morning. Anyway, um, I went to sleep. Um, and woke up and, uh, you know, grabbed my phone and went through just, you know, the Facebook feed because Australia's obviously uh, uh, 18 hours earlier and all of a sudden one of my closest mates, uh, Christian, all of a sudden this missing 
you know that you know that picture of a yeah. missing someone's missing yeah and i'm just like what the fuck like that's that's not christian at all um anyway uh, I, I couldn't really do anything because i was away but then five days later um i was in uh, mexico and i found out that uh you know he took his life uh which was actually on new year's day they didn't find him for five days later so uh i made i actually where i was i actually threw up and um yeah, it was pretty horrible. And then I came home, got home. It was actually the Brizzy floods were on. Flew in, started sandbagging my house. And then on the 14th of January, which was actually his birthday, it was his funeral. And then at his funeral, I was sitting next to David. Um, and uh, David and I were sharing tears because uh, we both surf. Christian was a surfer. And then three months later, I was at David's funeral because uh, he took his life. Holy shit. So, um, two of my closest mates, Christian built, built my house that I live in now, um, and um, so he was a tradie, and then Dave, he was in and out of trades, uh, um, sort of a jack of all trades, but both beautiful people, um, and from that experience, like, I just, I, I'd never, like, you know, I'd known about suicide, but I'd never been touched by suicide, like, I'd never had it in, like, that close of a friendship circle you know you always heard of a friend of a friend um and uh sorry boys i'm starting to shake a little bit here but um i was living in new farm i was just staring at at the floor and i just had to get outside and um as my little my, my fitness routine i used to run the brisbane river loop and uh Getting outside was just my coping strategy and I used to do that loop because I'd get fresh air and, um, you know, you got the cliffs and then the go-between and the park and the bridge and it was just beautiful and it was just a little, I guess, my coping mechanism to get outside and deal with the numbness and the and the confusion. And it was from that, I was just like, fuck, I want to pay tribute to these awesome boys and... Um, yeah, I just thought, fuck it, let's let's try and do something. So I remember calling Beyond Blue and I said, oh, I want to try and raise some money for you guys. And they said, yeah, cool, cool, and sent me their terms and conditions and it was fucking three pages <laughs> long. I'm like, I just want to raise some money. So anyway, I, I, um, I thought, fuck it, let's bring this walk. I love this walk. I think it's beautiful. I want to get people outside. And, uh, yeah, we, I, the only legal thing was I booked the park um everything else uh was uh, you know amplified music was you know all, i did all this shit wrong but um <laughs> but ignorance is bliss and mate we had 120 people turn up to the first walk and uh, my brother um so we had that year and then this is where it gets really hectic um my brother was running the brisbane he's running over the brisbane story bridge and unfortunately a guy 10 metres in front of him, had a bag. He was uh, sniffing petrol, took a sniff, put it down, and then just threw himself off the bridge. This so is true this to is who Yeah, that. this is what my brother witnessed it. My brother, um, right right in front of him, and my brother called me because I lived in New Farm. I raced up there, and, you know, this, unfortunately, this gentleman was just, he was, he was dead. So that was the catalyst to go, fuck, we got to keep doing what we're doing and so we we did it the second year and we had 180 people and from that experience we started learning about how prevalent the story bridge was for suicides and uh it was one of those dirty little secrets that brisbane had um which is fair enough you know like they talk about the copycat um syndrome and stuff like that and and i apologize if i mention those areas but it's just that's just truth um and we obviously wanted to try and make a difference so we wanted to bring the walk and then also try and highlight the issues of the bridge so our second year we had 180 people come helen abraham started local members started getting behind us and she was like right there's actually a petition to putting the fencing up on the bridge uh, our third year we had 220 people pull up and we actually had quite a few people take the signatures uh, down because they believed in what we were spruiking about trying to get fencing up on the bridge and on that fourth year um, we the the funding got approved for the bridge because we'd sort of done that final push 
to get that. Uh, fourth year, we had 600 people. Wow. Fifth year, we had 1,200 people. Sixth year, 1,800 people. Seventh year, um, Unbelievable. 2,000. Unbelievable. Now we're at 3,000 people. Wow. So. the um, That's incredible, mate. Um, what... <laughs> Take us back to your two mates. Yes, who took their lives. Yep. <laughs> was there were there any signs? Any? Uh um, so uh, Christian, no, hundred percent, no. Mm. Um, David, you could argue uh, within our friendship circle. Yes, you know. Um, unfortunately, in terms of signs, just you know, we were a lot younger back then, so we'd been partying rather heavily. You know. Um, probably drinking uh, excessively at times, um, uh, not having the emotional str- resilience back then as well, dealing with situations um, in terms of toxic relationships and whatnot. Um, and then, Dave, you know, poor Dave, just not sort of being able to hold down a job, you know. I sort of, if I reflect now, sort of in and out of scenarios. Um, Lacking but a sense of purpose. Kind yeah, of yeah, a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, David, you could probably now knowing what I know now, yeah, you could you could look back. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, but you could probably say those a few signs. But um, but boys, back then I didn't have those skills, which we'll probably talk about to pick up on signs because I'd never been touched by it. I'd never seen it. I'd never really been sort of interacted with it, I mean, and I hadn't even focused on my own mental health, let alone someone else. So. That uh, coping mechanism of you that that you talked about get, getting outside, yep. um, knowing that you needed to get outside and, yep. and exercise. I mean, that's a pretty uh, obviously a very wise decision. I mean, a lot of people deal with grief in yep. different ways and not such healthy yep. healthy coping mechanisms. Yep. Um, how did you, you know, uh, I suppose, it, it, yeah, uh, I'm sort of lost here. I don't know. Look, it's kind of given me a little bit of. Yeah, I, I think what you were going to ask was why why choose choose that rather than you know yep. some of the easier options, which yeah. is to sit at home and get on the booze or yeah. something like that. I guess for me, uh, I've been lucky enough that exercising has been you know a part of my life, uh, playing sport, and mm. I just enjoy uh, keeping fit. Uh, so getting outside wasn't a problem. However, what I just found was when I was outside, it just made life easier for me. Uh, you know, not, perhaps taking my mind off mm. the scenario that happened. And and now with all the research coming out, like getting outside, getting into nature, getting yourself moving, it is so beneficial for your mental health just to take off, take, to, to alleviate that judge or that voice in your head. Um, I was just ha- I was lucky that it was something natural for me, and if you're listening to this, please do just get outside and start walking, um, start moving if anything, because getting the blood flow through your body it helped me, and I know it can help many others. What did you when when you know these tragedies happened? Um, obviously, you were just flawed yep. as, as as well as you you know your close um, family or your, your your friendship circle. What was the, the like the first sort of steps in your journey of looking after your own mental health? Or was it a point of, you know, starting the the foundation and, yep. and worrying about everyone else around you? Or was it more yourself first and then yep. second? What was the... Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think what actually happened was the friendship circle, particularly my close friends started talking to each other a bit more. As in asking, like, uh, like I, I actually remember now, it's giving me a little bit of chills, but asking, hey, how's your mental health? Like that was probably more of a better, like uh, more questions were pop- popping up that way. And then just just learning that, you know, drinking piss fucking five days yeah. in a row is just not, just not good for you, you know. Mm. Um, and, and I think obviously I was in my 30s, I was growing out of that, my career was starting to take over and, you know, I, I wanted to be more alert. So I just knew that I had to sort of have a few more um, skills in place where I was fitter, healthier, uh, more clear of mind. So I just started realising that, go, and you boys know, like we're up at 4.30, or well, I am, and, um, you know, drinking or having late nights or even staying up late 
isn't conducive to getting up at 4.30 in the morning and trying to run a business or mm. trying to be good at what you do. Yeah. So I just started realising that I needed to look after myself more. Yeah. However, it was those events, those tragedies, sadly, that just started making me realise that, shit, man, I need to sort of focus on me a bit more. It, it sort of coincided with a bit of a coming of age. Correct. And a, and oh, a bit, and a bit of perspective, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing with, if you look back at your 20s, you're just learning, you know, you just want to party. And, well, you and think you've got figure, it all fucking worked out. No, you don't. Oh, shit, no. no. And I still don't. But, but, but lots of people think they, they're supposed they, yeah. to. No. That's and a big trap. I don't, well, not so much supposed to. I think that they do. Yep. I think people just get, they're just like, oh, this is what it is. You know what I mean? And then because, well, I, th- I suppose I was fortunate because Dan's like a few years older than me. And when we first started. Can't um, tell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> shit. When we um, started working on saving money to yep. be able to start this business. We were working seven days a week, so I didn't have an opportunity to go and get on the grog. Yep. And I just met my, well, yeah, future wife, and we were, you know, early into dating. We were starting to doing this, so I, ha- I was lucky enough. I had an excuse not to be going out mm. and getting on the booze. Yep. But I was still getting the kickback of, oh, fuck, you're not going yeah, and doing yeah. another w- work this weekend. You know, shit, come on, we, you know, yep. and it, it was lucky for me. I had that excuse. If I didn't have that, I don't think, yeah, I would, I would still be in that old routine. Yep. I think. You know, yep. and I'm, it's sort of circumstantial. It's not yep. um, so much a, yeah, you use the circumstances around you rather than just like, oh, I'm just going to go and do this now. I think it's yep. it's interesting how your life transpires. But you've got to give a little, to get a little right. I think in those situations like you, I mean, lucky for me, as you say, I was a couple of years older, had, had a bit of weekend work coming in, was starting to branch out and needed help. And yep. you just had the drive. You, yeah. you needed cash, right? You know? Yeah, bloody oath. But it was yeah. just, lu- it was just, I'm just fortunate that, you know, it's sort of... You had a distraction. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. I wouldn't have sat at home. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have just sat at home and not gone out. Yep. <laughs> like, lucky I had the, you know, that other thing that we we're investing time into. And I suppose, you know, you were now starting to look after your mental health. Yep. So what did that look like? Like, uh, Yeah, mate, good people around me. I'm fortunate enough, or even so, my friends then are my friends now, and those people they're just actively conscious about their own mental health. So having that around me, it somewhat motivated me or pushed me to want to look after myself. And it wasn't like we just sat there and said, "Oh, what are you doing today? You know, how are you doing this?" You just you just see what they're doing and you replicate it. You're like, "Oh, you're going for a run? Cool, I might come with you." Or you're going to the gym? I'll do that. So actually, having a, a really good network around me, um, mate. I actually got into yoga. Which, um, which segues into the yoga teaching. But yoga was another good thing for, for my own personal mental health. What made you get into that? Did you have a mate going or did you just take yourself down yeah, there? Yeah, no, I had a mate going. So um, um, my best mate was there at the time. He actually got diagnosed with a pretty hectic illness um, and he just sort of, you know, got off grog. Got, he, had, he had to take some serious steps forward and, and yoga was one of them. And we live together, and this is no word of lies. Like, dude, you got to see the chicks down at yoga. It's <laughs> by Robinson podcast. And yeah, right. And mate, and it, and so I went there, and I was like, yeah, wow, this is cool. Uh, however, it evolved, mate. It went from yeah, it went from going, oh, this is cool, and, and went from stretching to then feeling really good, and then I went sort of down the spiritual journey of yoga, and and then breath work, and then just understanding how important breath is and then also just allowing your body to lengthen and mate i just i was a duck to water like i loved it mate so. that's awesome yeah i i mean i um yeah i've said on a few times like friday mornings get down there with the missus and go and do yoga and i i love it yep. and the other thing too is is meditation do you do any of that stuff yeah well um and that's the thing probably when this first started happening i wasn't meditating at all however yoga was my moving meditation yeah uh, however, now I meditate every morning. Yeah, right. Yeah, 20 How long? Minutes, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, 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 I'll refer 15 to 20. Yeah. Um, I do some Wim Hof breathing. I do two ex- two rounds of that. What's that? So Wim Hof is like... Yeah, sorry, we're on... Oh, no, we got, we got the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In through my nose, out through my mouth. But, you know, in, out, and you're concentrating it pretty, pretty deeply. Mm. And you do that 30 times. Hold your breath. Not now, yeah. Uh, but and anyway, and then yeah, you hold as long as you can, 
and uh, man, gee, it fires up your mind and your brain and it's fantastic. And then you release, you have, I don't know, maybe a 30-second break and then I'll do another round of that and then I'll hold. So you're oxygenating, oxygenating your body, you're getting the uh, your blood pumping, your brain firing. It's fucking awesome, man. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll let that go I and then it. I start doing a, um, I've got a mantra that I say to all my affirmations, um, which I like. I say it every morning. I'm trying to do it for you, but I've forgotten it. But anyway, I say a mantra to myself, and then I, I then uh, do three things. What am I grateful for? And yep. generally, I just look at the day before, uh, and like for example, tomorrow morning, I'll be grateful for this this podcast. So 20 minutes. So, but just before that, I actually have a cold shower. Mate, yeah. that's, how, that's how I start yeah, my day. Right. Cold nice. shower. That, I was, um, yeah, I, I in like, winter as well. Yep. In yeah, winter. Nice. Yep. Yeah, cool. I um I saw a I can't remember name, the name of the app but yeah pretty much said pretty much all of those things yep. um oh, cool. but it's amazing what you know if you look back where you were when you first started you know straight out of school um to what you're doing now do you Wim think Hof breathing yeah no, no, I'm you know <laughs> was do you think like back then was it something obviously it wasn't on your your horizon but it was yep. something that you sort of looked not down on but sort of like fuck that's weird. Yeah, you know I mean? that's, oh, 100%. that shit's got nothing to do with me. Oh, mate, when I was at school, all I wanted to do was party and chase females, right? And and I just wanted to be the cool kid. I wanted to be – I, I had FOMO. If you had a party and I wasn't invited, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's all I wanted to do was party. And however, <clears> just different things. But the beauty is is that I've been open to it and and I've just seen the benefits and I'm running with it. So And I and I and and the beauty about my friendship circle now and, and lads, I, I strongly recommend it is when you find something that you really enjoy, just send it to them or say, hey, try this. Or And, and you know, some might do it and some might, but it's really good to share. What are the benefits of yoga? What do you find? <laughs> what do you get? Tell us what you get out of it. The Mate, grilling. For people, the, for, uh, for people who have never turned themselves into a pretzel before. Well, if you like endorphin rushes, yeah. it's a great way. Like the, the best the best pose, Shavasana. Yeah, right? yeah, Which yeah, is the yeah. final pose, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's where you just lay there and go, <laughs> And, mate, that, like, if you have a great yoga class, you will have the best Shavasana experience. But what, honestly, what do I love about it? Um, I'm, I'm stretching, which, you, like, how many times do you, like, you know, like you get up and you're like, oh, and you do a stretch and you're like, great. oh, gee, that feels good. Yeah. Um, but then you're getting a bit of a workout. I, I tend to lo- I like hot yoga, not Bikram Rogia, which yeah, we yeah. go down the <laughs> creepy <laughs> road. But Netflix. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little bit cooler than um, uh, Bikram. I think it's set at 31, not 36, but I could be wrong. But anyway, 28 to 31. But I just like to get the sweat on. So you're pushing toxins out. Yeah. Um, but then what it is, and, and lads, it's you're working on you. Yeah, like it's just you at the yoga class. There's no competition, you know. I know, I know sometimes it's like, oh, I got to stretch further than that person, but you know that's your ego. However, if you can just be in check, just go for the class, and you are working on yourself, and that's that's the one thing. It was my, me time. It was my time. It was my ability to work on me. Now, how you know you're running a business? Yep, you've got staff. Where are you finding time to go to yoga, uh, mate? You just make it. Honestly, like that's the one thing that we all share in common is time. Like you've, we've all got 24 hours in a day. However, I just, for me, it's a priority. Uh, and it's not just necessarily yoga. It's me just taking that hour of power. Um, and I'll give you a saying that I've learning, win the morning, win the day. And if I can get to yoga or I can do some form of exercise in the morning, hence why I think the importance of movement, I win my day. That's me. And hopefully that works for other people. But if you can win that morning, you can do something for yourself where you're exercising or moving, man, your day is gold. So that's where I find – and the other thing, I just get up earlier. Yep. Like I was up at 3.30 this morning. Yeah. I went to the gym at 4.15 because I wanted to win that morning because I knew today of the importance of today with this podcast and I wanted to be alert. Yeah. Sounds like yep. you got a bit of the mumba mentality, which, yeah. um, you know, yeah. which has been huge at the moment. And I mean, he, you know, Kobe Bryant was a, a massive one for – Four AM starts. Yep. His entire career, still after his career, well, I guess it's just that drive. There's that a massive, massive benefit to it. I mean, my I'm a five thirty man, yep. and it's just straight, no snooze, bang yep. up, um, straight in ablutions, put the DTs on, bloody <laughs> joggers, straight down to the gym. Yep, nice. and then I'm um, mate. I have found the improvement with just literally not physically, just my mental health. Yep. 
um, being able to come into the into the office and I make a, a thing now, like on the drive into work, I'm going, righto, these are the three yep. things or four things I've got to get done today. I've got to action that. These are the meetings I've got on. And it's just like, righto, you're away. Yep. Rather than getting out of bed late, fucking rushing through breakfast, not yep. seeing the missus, fucking rushing out the door, getting to work, being in a half, and then being like, fuck, what am I supposed to do here yep. today? I, I think it the, uh, the ability to have that, structure in the morning and, and give yourself time yep. i think actually getting out of bed earlier just gives you more fucking time yep. you know I, i'm not rushing to get to work you're not rushing off you've got time to sit there and think and, and figure out what's going on and what i like about it is the earth is quiet yeah as in there's no real traffic on the road there's like no one's going to be well not many people are going to be calling you at 5 30 in the morning going where are you yeah uh, yeah, it's, it's just quiet and it's great. And uh, the only other thing, getting up early is one thing, but it don't be going to bed at midnight trying to get up at five. You need, you, like, I, I honestly, lads, I, I need seven hours minimum. So that's my tip. Like, try and get your seven to six hours, uh, eight hours, sorry. Yep, you know, they definitely. say six, but seven to eight's perfect. Um, and, like, mate, lads, I'll go to bed at, like, Eight o'clock. Yeah, but put, and I've got no problem with it now. For anyone out there that <laughs> <I> needs, <love laughs> they're trying to start their structure, if you've got an iPhone, yeah. you know the bedtime app. I think you showed me that. Oh, yeah, I like the, the bedtime app. app it's great. Is it's you don't have to download anything, people. Just get onto your clock and yep. put it on. It is the best. Like you just set it, and it'll tell you the the, the time. It'll give you an alarm to go to bed. Fifteen so, minute warning. Can I give you a challenge? Boys? Okay. Yes. Honestly, get your phone out of your room. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, please. It has been the best thing that I've done. I do not. I, I don't have kids, so if you got kids, I can get it. If, particularly if they're teenagers or whatever that age, where you know they could call you, totally get it. However, until that time, get that phone out of your room. It is the best thing. I've got an old iPad, right, with no apps. It's got it's got a sleep cycle app on there, an alarm clock. That's it. And no, no, no Netflix. No, no Netflix and chill. Uh, that's Sundays, but. Um, <laughs> Um, no, it's just got nothing on there, and I don't, I can't, I don't use it for the internet. Um, oh, sorry, it is connected, but I don't use it for searching or anything. It's literally just an alarm clock, and get but getting this beautiful slash evil device yeah. out of my room has been the best thing that I've done. Do you read at night? Ah, uh, yes, but I read a hard cop, a hard book. Yeah, yep. yeah, because that's one thing that I've like. Yeah, one of the goals I set this year was to read two books in uh, one book. Sorry, in January I read two. And it's to, yeah, I know. We spoke about the Monday morning meeting. Smashed if you remember, Derek. it out. Yes, very pumped. Smashed Third book. They're the, yeah, three books I've read in my life now. I read well two done, in a month, yeah. so I'm pretty pumped yeah. about that. But literally that um, phone away, because me and my wife would just, you know, yep. be in there, be watching bloody Stan, you know, Ron Swanson until, you know, 10.30 at night. Yep. And you, you're not communicating, you're not sleeping properly, yep. and you're lethargic the next day. Like, me reading at night now, I can feel myself you know, getting tired. I'm like, okay, sweet. That's it. Yep. Lights off and away I go. And I've, I feel like I've accomplished something because I've learned something before yep. I've gone to bed and I've not just been, you, you see it all the time. You just sit there and you're scrolling through your phone, just fucking aimlessly, just wasting time. Yep. It's just it's and such a waste. And that's the thing. Like you had to go through your twenties. You had to go through the party scene, the hungover scene, all that kind of scene to bring you to where you are today. And that's why you can't judge your past, right? You just got to. Well, you wouldn't be here without it. Correct. And to tie it back to the losing the two lads, like it, as tragic as it been, it's put it put um, me on a journey of trying to understand myself a little bit more. Because at the end of the day, you got to like the person you got to look after is not is you. If you look after you, you can look after others. So with um, mental awareness foundation, yes. it's been going for how long now? Where. Uh, coming up to our, it's our tenth, uh, tenth walk. So that's um, awesome. Nine years. Yep. So obviously you've got a heavy focus, as we've just discussed, on on you know physical exercise yep. and the benefits of, of of exercise for your mental mm-hmm. health. And I mean the numbers are just yeah cranking up, and it looks like yep. an awesome event. I see you and you and Tudor up there on the stage. I've seen yep. the videos leading Thank the you. stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yes. Aaron Applefield, yeah. he's a fan there every year. I think he was videoing it, and you guys are up there doing your big yeah, doing <laughs> our dance claps and song. And yeah, 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 yeah. Where do you where do you hope to take it? What's your yep. what's your what's your sort of vision for the Mental Awareness Foundation? Well, we had our board strategy meeting this week. Oh, um, give us the goss. Uh, yeah, the goss, the goss. Uh, oh, listen, lads, the the goal is um, uh, it, to go national. Uh, so we we're, we're, we are putting the steps in place to take it to Sydney. Uh, I'd love to get to try and get to a rural place, um, but obviously Sydney, Melbourne's a little bit easier because of the size of the places. Um, uh, then also where 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 uh, 
the Mental Awareness Foundation is actually looking at trying to, we're in the early development stage of creating some workshops as well for corporates. However, our goal is just to bring more awareness, to, to create a walk of celebration. Like I understand it's obviously suicide prevention and, and awareness towards depression, but it, it's bringing light, showing light onto it. So we just want to spread that out. So the GOSS is, yeah, we're going national and uh, potentially across the ditch. Do you yeah, find that um, a, lot of, a lot of people who um, attend the walk mm-hmm. and raise money as yep. well, um, they've had a you know a direct experience with suicide, and it's a and it's a bit of a coping mechanism as well. For Abs- them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things that we've noticed with the walk, obviously, it's gone from a tribute to Dave and Christian, but now it's a community tribute, and the amount of shirts people are wearing with you know pictures of their loved ones that they've lost, um, it's it's rather. Uh, eye-opening um, but uh, also beautiful at the same time so yeah our bi- a, a lot of our biggest donors has been touched directly um, we actually had uh, no two years ago um, we had a girl who literally lost a friend three days before the walk and the walk was her being able to bring courage to that situation um, we've got a, a, a lovely old couple of, of Forgotten the names, unfortunately, but uh, they're beautiful. They come every year. They had uh, they only had one son, and they lost uh, him to suicide. But th- they feel that that walk, it's safe. There's no judgment, and people love coming down there because it. Um, they they feel like they're in a community where they can talk about either their struggles or their issues, or not just not e- not even talk about anything like that. They just know that they feel like they're in a like-minded environment, and people are there for their own well-being, so. which is a huge thing. Yep, which is a huge thing. I mean, for, for 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 people that have yeah lost someone like that to be surrounded by people that can show empathy and an understanding is probably the biggest yep. thing. Well because said. People just do not yep. get understand. And that's the thing about the event now. Like the event itself is a strategy. It's a strategy to get people outside. It's a get strategy to get people talking. It's a strategy to bring a community together, and it's a strategy to have people in a safe environment. And I could keep going on and on and on, you know, the, the sunlight and nature and all this kind of stuff. But it's just about getting people moving and talking. And we actually encourage people to talk to a stranger, yeah. someone you don't know. And, yeah. you know, not that go into detail. It's more just say, hey, you know, I'm Wes, you know. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I, walking. I, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a massive so. thing. But I, I, like, what? I asked my wife this the other day. Yep. I, I was like, how many adult aged people do you think work out you know at least three times a week how many people do you think you know uh, on a percentage level across australia people that are you know between the ages of 20 and 60 mate unfortunately australia has a per, from a per capita perspective the most overweight people in the world now i could be wrong but we're either one or two we're pretty up there so we're mm. pretty up there mm. uh the the unfortunately like you and I see, we f- we generally see people because it's our friendship circle that work out, right? So a lot of our people that we hang out with do some form of exercise, but it's the people you don't see. Yeah, because I, I, I was, you know, the gym that I go to just there in Norman Park, like I couldn't even imagine how many people live around there. But, yep. you know, I went in there on a Saturday the other day and there was me and two other people. Yep. And I'm thinking, you know... As yeah. a collective amount of, you know, yeah. I'm not saying people need to work out on a Saturday. I'm just saying it. I, I, I would like to know how many people are actually prioritising looking after their physical yeah. health because yeah. it's it it seems to be something that they get to a point where it's so much harder to come back. Yeah, and it's the same with mental health too. People get themselves to a point where it's so much harder to come back. Yeah. And if it's just you know that more preventative, I can weekly looking after ourselves is when it's going to have such a longevity of of yeah. wellness you know well i think um it's probably just like what what we're talking about yoga and exercise and getting outside they don't obviously prevent you from you know going through your own struggles mm. but they do provide healthy outlets for when shit does hit the fan because it inevitably will right well said and it's 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 a tool in the toolbox Right, you know, it going to a yoga class, yeah, it's not going to solve your problem, but gee, it's going to give you a little bit of relief or perhaps it's going to give you some insight that you might have not have had before or getting outside and going for a walk. It's just these little strategies or these little tools that we can implement. And yeah, you don't have to do everything, but it's just, you know, maybe I go once a week. Maybe I go for a couple of day walks a week. You know, yeah. maybe I, you know, don't eat 10 meals a day, you know, like just yeah. eat less and... 
drink less. Maybe I won't. I'll have one beer rather than ten beers. You know, yeah. it's it's well, just I these think little strategies. I think it's a really important thing. It's like um, I actually think of it of of people that you know say you know religion, for instance, right. Some people like, oh, you know, I thought you were religious, but you've done this bad thing. It's yep. like, well, you can still be religious. You can still stuff up. doesn't mean Correct. you're fucking perfect or you're an angel. Yep. And it's the same thing with your, you know, your mental health and your physical health. Yep. You don't need to be a fucking angel all the time. Yep. It's as long as you're working on it to some capacity. I think that's such an important part. It's like, yep. oh, yeah, I'm, I don't do that. It's like, well, why not? I think if I can, like, just reach out to your viewers, anything that I can encourage is just try and work figure out and even if it means you're writing it down or whatever but try and work out some tools or some strategies or some things that you can do that you know work for you that make you feel better you know so when you are feeling down perhaps that's going for a walk or perhaps that's just going to your favorite park or perhaps that's even just sitting out on the back deck and having a cup of tea try and work out a few of those things that make your mental health or your brain quieten down a little bit and then just remember what they are so that when you go deep into that cave sometimes it's like well what can i do to pull myself out it's like well i've actually you know when i'm really down i can go for that walk or i can go sit on that cup of tea and sit out under that tree that I love. The other thing is, is that I don't think people do enough of is just trying new things. Like yep. we've talked a lot about yoga. There'd be a lot of people who have never tried yoga yep. and just assume that it's, you know, hippy dippy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's cool, man. Give it a crack. Oh, like just absolutely. go and try, try things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bloody oath. That's, like, the, that's the key takeaway from this podcast. Get out and try something new. Because you, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is you, yep. yeah, I mean, we're not talking, you know, things that help settle you like going to the pub and drinking yep. 10 schooners. Like, yep. With trying to impart yep. healthy coping mechanisms across yeah. the board. Yeah. Have I mean, 10 kabuchas. Go to a. Go <laughs> don't have 10 kabuchas. Go, to a, go to a bloody dance you class. You know? Yeah. Cook, cooking's great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even just cooking. Yeah, that's know, what I was going to ask you. What, how has your diet changed? What have you done differently? There? Um, boys, I listen. One thing I've come to learn is as we get older, we definitely need to eat less. And um, so I'm a big believer in the um, – I'm heading pretty hard down the rabbit hole of intermittent fasting. Yeah. So I'll actually not eat between 16 to 18 hours in a day and then I'll have a window of between 6 to 8. Now, am I religious with that every day? Absolutely not. However, I've been pretty bloody consistent and yep. I actually love the fasting app. If, if you're listening to this, there's a great app called Zero. It really helps. And actually, there's a new app that I found. It's called Less. It actually – tracks your drinking so I've, I've just engaged that so yeah. you can actually see um and it, it, obviously it's user generated so you've got to put in uh, data but the zero app's fantastic and boys i pretty much now i'm 39 um during the week i'll probably have one meal a day however if you're like oh listen come over for dinner i'm not going to go no i'm sorry i'm fasting I'll just um, I'll have dinner with you lads and then i'll fast for 16 hours after that so i did try i was doing that for it's not for everyone, yeah, just so you I, know, but it just works for me. Yeah, I, I reckon I did it for oh, at least three months last year. Yeah. And I was just drinking the black coffee yeah. and, and water. Um, I just noticed that in the end, I was just getting to a point where I was really starting to get fatigued, yep. I felt. And I was start, and was sort of on the weekends, I was using that time to recover and yep. then go back through for the other yep. week. And now I've come back to, I'm just having smoothies yep, um, in the morning yep. just yeah just straight fruit yep. and like coconut water awesome and I've just noticed that that's been able to punch yep. me through oh, I make an omelette been into yep. omelettes as well if anyone out there heavy omelette guy love an omelette what do you go you go, just egg whites <laughs> mix them together you turkey who's going to cut them up in the morning just whip them up put you a bit of milk in there you don't cut them oh you know what I mean just the, the old half egg whoop 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 no one's got time for that oh, and no, um, you, you should you get up early you yeah, make more well, hours in the you day you know what I mean and um, but yeah having that and then just, just packing a, a, a lighter lunch yep. um, I've noticed my energy levels have stayed consistent through the day awesome yeah did you uh, hear the word that you mentioned there light yeah, lighter, lighter. Yeah, um, I, 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 this is just my opinion. Like when we're we're conditioned from kids, breakfast, little lunch, lunch, <laughs> little afternoon lunch. tea, dinner, so dessert, man, dessert, dessert. So there's just so much. We're just pounding our bodies so much full of food, and it's marketing. When, when you gr yeah, marketing, and when you're growing, it's important, right? But as we get a bit older, you just realise I don't need all those meals. But if you can, if you're listening to this, it, the the thing is, is just lighter. Just yeah. having lighter meals and and um, or the five and two scenario, five really good days, you know, two little blowout days, but it's all what works for you. And mate, you've tried the fasting thing, well done. And it it 
you know, your energy levels went down and like, also, like at least you were aware of it. Um, however, it uh, it works for me. So Bloody I oath. I reckon that's the most important point of this is not there's not one set set of Correct. rules for fucking everyone. It's just yeah. whatever's working for you. Um, yeah, you don't need to sort of... And that's the, this is the journey like which I've been over the last nine years. I'm little, little taking snippets from here, yeah, taking a bit from here, taking something from there. So you know the the meditation things really only come about in the last two years. The yoga thing came in from a, obviously a friend, but the the mental health benefits was huge. Um, exercise was obviously my coping strategy when I lost my two mates, and then now the the eating lighter thing has just come about in the last sort of 12 months only because I was just I was just eating so much food and I put on weight and I just wasn't happy with myself and I'm just like I just got to eat less that, that little pull out of everyone that was yep. one of the first things that I remember dad told me when I finished school was yep. like you don't need to go copy people yep. just pull the best little yep. bits out that of what everyone's like, doing yep. and holy shit it's a revelation well you done. know it's the best thing one of the big things that you touched on as well when you talked about it with your intermittent fasting yep. that's a mouthful got that out Derek well done tick is <laughs> If you stuff it up or if you fall off the wagon a little bit, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, just don't get judge yourself. back on, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's fine to make mistakes, like you were talking yeah. about, you know, with the religion. You just do the best you can. Yeah, correct. And that's yeah. okay. Like, yeah. and don't crucify yourself if you, you know, if you do slip up. Yep. Yeah, but, and, um, and, and just smile. Yeah. Mm. And just go. And, oh, and no, there's a mis- everyone makes a mistake. Correct. And I think I wrote a, um, a LinkedIn post the other day um, after the Australia Day long weekend, and I reckon this – not backed by data, but I reckon a straight out long weekend would be where oh, yeah. at least 70 to 80% of people who have set goals for the year fuck it up in yeah. the long weekend yeah, and then they go back yep. to it. Yep. I think it would. it's a such a massive turning point for people in the beginning of the year um, to, yeah, sort of go, oh, yeah, well, I did it for three weeks. It's yeah. probably enough. Yeah, well, hopefully they change the date and, you know, get it. Yeah, <laughs> change it to May 8th. <laughs> Mate, mate, <laughs> would, it, would it be? Oh, mate, I was going to say, uh, what's the force? The May Fourth. Mate, that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, but mate, uh, so, thank ma- you. No, totally, totally appropriate. <laughs> May the Fourth is taken, <laughs> <Yeah>. Wes. <laughs> what's, uh, mate? What's next? What's What's next for you? You're obviously, obviously, quite focused on, um, you know, getting your your lifestyle right. Yep. What sounds like it's, you know, really, you know, in a, in a yep. good place. What's next for you? Expanding math. Yeah. Yeah. Trusted's taken off. Yeah. No, and mate, very blessed. Um, it's listen I think it's just looking after me because yeah I do have a lot of uh, I guess you could say external stresses or pressure to make the Mental Awareness Foundation work and to make trusted you know we've got 17 staff plus we want to grow and change an industry Um, mate what's next for me is just looking after me brother and I, now I'm fortunate enough that I'm old enough and wise enough. So, for example, what's next? I'm taking some time off the booze. I'm off. Off. I just celebrated my birthday the other day. Happy birthday, mate! Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just you know it was a bit of a weekend of heavy drinking, and I was you know the the Sunday I just didn't feel good, and um, you know I had a great time, but I was just like nuts. So I'm taking some time off, um, but just boys getting back to. Uh, winning my morning, winning my day, finding my routines that work for me and just doubling down on that because um, I'm a big believer in giving back and the secret to living is giving and um, I just want to be able to sort of be in tune with myself so I can be in tune with the world. Bloody wise words, Wes. Really, really cool stuff, mate. mate awesome. It's been a great chat. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Thoroughly. Oh, geez, lads. It was oh. great. Uh, we'll, oh, have yeah. to do, we'll have to do a follow-up sometime yeah. down the and track. And I just appreciate what you lads are doing too. Th- and thank you for um, persisting and get, you know, trying to get us on. But well done, <laughs> mate, honestly. Thanks, mate. I've <laughs> seen you guys grow from, well, you know, the Norcon. Oh, Two sorry, dickhead Norcon the, chippies. The, 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 all the Norcon days. And, God, and, he said Norcon. <laughs> no, uh, but, yeah, and just seeing where you guys have come, I'm really proud. And and, thanks, and, and we're in the journey together. We're in the mental health sphere. And, and um, I dare say I'll be buying some shirts too. So. <laughs> mate, thank <laughs> you. And, and likewise, yes. back at you, mate. I think congratulations, if, if people don't say it enough, what you've managed to achieve with math all while growing a business with yep. your brother and yep. looking after yourself as well. Credit to you. And yeah, grieving cheers. too, mate. So, I mean, it's yep. fucking huge, mate. Yep. Um, so, yeah, congratulations on, on what you guys are doing. And um, we'll be there this year. Yeah, so I guess I'll segue into the walk. Bloody oath. Uh, the 11th, I had to think about it, but no, it's the 11th of October, so it's the main mental health uh, week walk. Um, 
registrations are open. Actually, we've got the early bird going, so you can get on the f- uh, the fifteen dollar buy in. Get in and get that uh, you worm. Get a shirt. Yeah, yep. get in, early bird gets the worm. Um, uh, so uh, walkforawareness.org.au. All the details are there. Sunday the eleventh. Now, just so you know, it's pet friendly. Yes. You know, you got the new dog. Little Jerry Seinfeld Little, will yeah. be there. Can he walk that far? How far is the walk? It's eight Lance can carry Eight Ks? Eight Ks, yep. God, he's going to, yeah. It's going to be buggered. <laughs> it's um, wheelchair friendly yep. as well. Pram friendly. So if you've got kids, it's actually, it's tailored for everyone. Um, families, um, any, any community, gay, straight, come whatever. We want you to come down because at the end of the day, mental health doesn't discriminate. It's a safe environment and it's fun and it's all about celebration. And I can tell you, it's a great vibe and it's great mornings. It starts early, finishes early. And I think at the end of the day, max price is like 30 bucks, but you get a, a shirt and a and bag and you know all that cool stuff. So. Awesome, mate. And you've yep. uh, you said to us before we came in here that uh, we'll put the details for trusted, yep. um, you oh, know, with you. this podcast. But you know, oh, anyone who, anyone who books a, a pest session gets a free yoga session yes, with yep. Wes, oh, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Got to spend over three grand, but that's fine. <laughs> and for anyone worried about their uh, holiday house in uh, Manila at the moment, just get it <laughs> yes. sprayed out by trusted yep. before you no, fly oh, over. Uh, we're in Cebu, to be precise. Oh, so but we do travel. Yeah, yeah no, we do. Travel, <laughs> but, um, I'm surprised you knew the capital of the Philippines. Oh, Lance just flew there last week, so I'm lucky. I'll give you something to, f- to finish on. Use the best trusted pest. Hey, love it. Is that a jingle? Is there a jingle in I, that? Uh, yeah, well, I, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's my jingle. <laughs> yeah, it's mine. Righto. Well, that's a pretty good place to finish it up, mate. Wes, it's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome to hear from you. I look forward Cheers, to lads. watching you kick goals, mate. Thank you very much. Right, we'll kick them together. Cheers, mate. Thanks, lads. If you're a fan of Trademutt's 120 Grit podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademark.com.